A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi there, folks. I'm Dr. Rob Zammett. Welcome back to the Doggy Pod. Yes, thank you for listening. He is Dr. Rob Zammett, and I am Stephen Peters, Dr. Rob Zammett's podcast producer. And if some of you are sitting there thinking, oh, gosh, I don't really want to get up at him because my hip, you know, got some arthritis there. Well, your dog <laughs> might be the same. I say I am, but in my back, lifting all these big dogs over the years. Arthritis in dogs. You know, what are the telltale is signs? Is that a thing, is it? Oh, yeah. And what can we do for it? Okay, okay. We're also going to um, uh, talk about another breed, another interesting breed, because we had a very good response to uh, last episode where we talked about the Bichon Frise. Beautiful. Uh, and this week, what, what's what's the breed this the week? The Rhodesian Ridgeback. Right, you don't have to say that with a French accent. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Rhodesian. <laughs> I always wanted to know what the story is with that ridge Down on the its back. back. Yeah, mm. and Rob has also got... Um, this lovely story about a dog that had some hair issues, mm-hmm. which could have worked out much worse than it did. So yeah. we'll get to that in a minute too. But um, in the meantime, what's what's been happening? At, well, well, what's been happening at work this week? Yeah, weird, because well, I've been off this week, having a holiday. Having said that, what? Yeah, and I even posted one of the uh, on Instagram what a vet does during his holidays, which is go in and help with the emergencies. <laughs> That's right, you did do. Yeah. The weird thing is, I've had three different. Three different dogs with the same thing, all uh, broken bones. Oh, Isn't that really? weird? Like three what, all dogs, from accidents? Obviously. All from accidents. One was a dog literally fell off a, a high table. Um, right. The owner just put it there for a second, just turned around. The dog lunged for some food and oh. fell off. Uh, another one was hit by a car. And uh, the third one, they have no idea how it happened. It was in the backyard and boom, he broke a leg. All these three cases we're trying to manage with a plaster cast, or actually fiberglass. We don't use plaster. Mm. Well, people do use plaster. 
We like to use fiberglass because it's stronger, but it's also lighter. Yeah. And it's a consideration for dogs. You know, I mean, certainly consideration for humans. If you, if you plus, if you're casting a, a leg or a an, an arm, you want it to be as light as possible. But how do you make that fit if it if it's a pre-made fiberglass? Oh, oh, it's it's not pre. It's it comes in a roll. It, right. it comes in the roll and it's on gauze. Right. And the fiberglass is on there. So when we open the packet, it's sealed, absolutely vacuum sealed. Ah. You open it and it's still soft. You put it in water and then it's not actually fiberglass, it's a bit sim- similar to it. Yeah. And then you wrap it round whatever you want to wrap it round. And you've got to be careful because if you wrap it round too tight, you can cut the blood supply off to the limb and uh, take the... the uh, cast off later and the limb falls off you know or it has to be amputated right. so you've got to have the you've got to have padding on there for a start on the limb then you've got to uh, put the cast on and then let it dry and then i like to wrap it up and sometimes i'll actually put it uh, a like a sling around the body to hold that cast on as well That's because dogs don't like casts it's very unnatural then finally and we talked about this last uh, episode, we will put a little bit of something to deter the dog from chewing the cast. Mm. There are materials, you can get uh, special liquids, sprays made for dogs to stop them chewing. Or you can use something like Metzal or Deep Heat, which is an athletic rub, because dogs hate that methylated smell, mm. and uh, it keeps them from doing it. When we do put a cast on, we always tell people, please, there are things that you must do. Every day, I want you to smell it. Like, what? Yeah, right. I want you to put your nose right down there. And, sm- and if it smells, I want you to straight back here. It means there's something going on. There's some moisture there and it's causing bacteria to grow and I need to get in there and fix that straight away. So that's the first thing I tell them. If there's any discoloration coming through, I want to know because it's something going that's wrong inside coming through. Um, and, of course, they must keep it dry. If it gets wet, come and see me straight away. We have to change it. It must be kept dry. So if it's comfortable, that's fine. If it's not comfortable, I want to know about it. If it smells, I want to know about it. If it gets wet, I want to know about it. If there's discoloration, I want to know about it. Very important factors in uh, managing a cast at home. So you had three dogs three all dogs. at the same time with broken legs. All on my holidays. <laughs> and all, and yeah, all like, oh, we're, we're busy, can you help me? Or I was over there and it happened. Mm. Yeah, whatever it was, it just bang, 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 three different days. I thought... Well, it, it's always in threes. It's very common. Things happen in threes. You know, Rob, when you want to go on holidays, you need to actually leave town. You know, I think so, you. my friend. I'm afraid so. There's no staying home around this place and having a holiday, no. But, but there's probably three dogs that are very happy you didn't. Yeah, well, and I'm happy for them and their owners. It's makes, it makes you know, it gladdens. It's far better to give than receive, my friend. Okay, as we mentioned earlier, um, uh, old Rob was talking about his old <laughs> limbs or other people's old limbs and arthritis and whatever. Um, and I guess dogs do get arthritis, but how, how would you know the difference between a limp from hurting itself to something hmm. more prolonged like arthritis? And, and does it happen in younger dogs or only old dogs? Mm, yeah, good question. And old Rob is so right. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're young, you sort of think... I wonder what the future holds. Now, I'm at the age where I think, oh, I wonder when the white light's coming. Anyway, let's go with arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
So I should start auditioning for another I think another so. vet to take over the doggy pod. So if you're a vet out there and you want to be part of the doggy pod, uh, I shouldn't say please, this. In please front apply. Of, please I shouldn't apply. say this in front of Doctor oh, no, Rob, well, but uh, you know, happy to. He's very pragmatic. Anyway, yes, arthritis. So yes, it happens in old dogs and young dogs. There are two types of arthritis, as people might be aware. There's the rheumatoid arthritis, which is often an autoimmune type disease. Not very common in dogs, but it does occur. Mm -hmm. You can get an autoimmune polyarthritis where a lot of joints are affected and very hard to manage. You have to suppress the immune system as well as provide pain relief as but well. But how as do you know? What are the telltale signs? For, for polyarthritis, they're sometimes lame on the one leg, then all of a sudden it's another leg, then it's a different leg again. Oh. And, it, and it's, a, it's called a shifting lameness because it shifts from one leg to another to another. So polyarthritis or rheumatoid arthritis, very different. For, to diagnose that, we have to take some fluid from one of the swollen joints you'll find and send that to pathology for analysis. And they'll tell us whether we've got an autoimmune polyarthritis or a rheumatoid type arthritis. The more common type is osteoarthritis we see in dogs. Things like in young dogs, hip dysplasia and elbow dysplasia will lead to osteoarthritis of those joints and they've got that for life so they have to be on some sort of medication often for life for pain relief for pain relief and inflammation it can be drastic at times with, with some of these cases um, but in older dogs you know, you know when they hit, hit um, it can be two reasons one it can just be degenerate de Degeneration, mm. I can say that word. So they're just walking more gingerly, yeah, slower. And, and you can see it, and they're yeah, much slower because the arthritis can be in the spine, it can be in the legs, and they they may favour it because it's one leg that's worse than another, so they may favour one limb all the time. Mm. And the vet will uh, have a feel of all the limbs and all the joints, and they can say they'll see look for a pain reaction. They won't do it too much so don't want to cause inflict a lot of pain in the dog but just enough to see oh that's uncomfortable for that dog if i flex that joint if i flex his wrist or if i flex his stifle he's got pain there often it can also be a you're paying for the sins of your youth you know you've damaged that joint when right. you were young especially Extra active dogs yeah and or if you've had an operation on that joint like a, a ruptured cruciate or a patella luxation patella luxations with a kneecap that's the patella luxates or dislocates it goes in and out of the joint that sometimes occurs they're born with that some dogs mm. and has to be stabilized cruciates footballers injury inside the knee it ruptures and that has to be stabilized as well all of these it, it, operation on any joint later on will lead to some arthritis some degenerative changes and it has to be managed if you know that your dog's had an operation on a knee or something it's a good idea to think, well, hang on, why don't I go into eliminating it as much as possible? It's, I'm not going to stop the arthritis, but why don't we slow it down? And some natural products that I like to use, New Zealand green lip muscle tablets, oh, just yes. the human ones. Human, yeah, just the good yeah. for human. And glucosamine ones. with chondroitin, right. another human tablet. Um, also, some turmeric can help. So those things can help with arthritis and stopping Tumeric, what would you do? Mix it in with their food? With their food, it, it helps decrease inflammation. Unfortunately, turmeric is now, oh. you know, people say, oh, yeah, it's great for that, and oh, it goes on, and the list goes on of all the things they assign to one thing. <laughs> they did that with vitamin C when I was a kid, and, you know, every single product that 
comes becomes popular, they tell you it's, it's good mm. for cancer prevention. Mm. And who knows? You know, it's certainly one thing does no harm. Often believing it is part of the part of the uh, success of something. Yeah. Yes, so absolutely. do it. Yeah. yeah. So those things can help um, put off the the need for heavier drugs. Later on, when these things are not keeping things at bay and the dog's lame and the dog is, yeah, the, the vet might say we need some x-rays just to see how bad it is or to make sure it is um, arthritis and nothing worse because what can sometimes come in is a dog that's limping and you think, oh, it's arthritis and you don't you know, oh. look at it properly and it's actually bone cancer. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so you've got to know what you're treating. Assuming you know it's arthritis, the next stage is to use a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory and there's lots of those available in the veterinary market. Um, carprofen, meloxicam, uh, Previcox, which is very, very good. Oh, all the yeah, favourites. All, all the favourites. They're all there. Uh, all, they're tablet form or liquid form, which are given daily. And there's a once-a-week injection of a drug called pentasan polysulfate. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly didn't say it. Um, it it's a once-a-week injection, usually for about four to six weeks, and stop. And you'll do that maybe somewhere between two to four times a year for a dog. And that helps a lot with arthritis as well. Hey, Rob, before we get into talking about Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You had a dog, you were telling me earlier, you had a dog that came in that was hairless or had lost all its hair. Mm, mm. And did, did the owners want to have it put down? Well, they, they thought the was... dog must be suffering with no hair. and they So it lost they... all its fur. And it wasn't scratching. They just felt there must be something wrong. And you know, and it's true. Lack of hair, losing hair. It is telling what me sort of something's dog? wrong. It was like a cross Labrador, you know, big dog. Big so dog so it came in bald? Or Pretty much. Partly. We will put, post some photographs and okay. you will be able to see this dog both before and is not the end of treatment, but the, the improvement mm. is like, wow, is that the same dog? But he's ha he was happy, okay, but not scratching. This dog was not itchy. It wasn't any problems. If a dog comes in bald and scratching, then I'm looking for a, a different type of pathology. A scratching dog might be mites, for example, like mm. um, scabies or... Yeah, scabies is, is sometimes called um, fox mite because foxes carry it a lot. Mm. Uh, and we get it. We can have scabies on us and it makes you itchy and gives you spots all over. So that's one thing. Could be mites. Could be another mite, which 
doesn't cause itching but still causes some problems, usually secondary bacterial infections called Demodex. Could be allergy, very common for allergies. Could be atopy, allergens to um, things just just in the environment, just in the in the air, the pollens and grasses so do, and can food allergies. Get alopecia, like that kind of thing. This is what it was. This was total oh. al- alopecia. Just means lack of hair. Yeah, right. Okay. And this dog had a lack of hair. He had alopecia, uh, but happy in every other way. Bit chubby. Mm. Uh, and I thought, eh, this is not any of those things that I just mentioned. Mm. This is going to be a hormonal problem, an right. endo- endocrinological problem. Endocrine system is your hormones. And I thought, this is going to be hormones. So, What, what age are we talking this um, dog, he, roughly? Yeah, mature dog. I guess he was probably at seven or eight years okay. old. Okay. And I said, look, I, I'd rather, you know, I don't like putting dogs down if I think God, I can no. fix them. And they, I said, I'll do the test. I'll just. Just let me do the test, please, because I mm. think there's a chance. Because he's not in pain. So. No. Yeah. I said, okay, if you think we can fix it, they'd be marvellous. They love the dog. Um, they had they really stolen themselves. They were, they were ready for euthanasia, thinking the dog was suffering. Uh-huh. I said, well, he's happy. I said, yeah, we could see he's happy, but we thought with lack of hair, something's wrong. Mm. Yeah, something is wrong, but mm. it's fixable. And they hadn't been to the vet for a while, and that was you know, just they came through my door. So we pulled blood and sent it off, and uh, lo and behold, the dog had virtually very little hormone of th- from the thyroid gland. The thyroid was was really low. The thyroid hormone was extremely low. Right. Uh, we did thyroid stimulating hormone and T4 and T3 tests because he was so bad, and yet we could tell this dog had hypothyroidism. In other words, hypo is means low hypo. Hyper means big. All right. So okay. this is hypothyroidism. And it usually starts because, again, your immune system... Boy, this is weird, isn't it? We're talking about the immune system all the time. This is, often your immune system uh, produces antibodies that attack your thyroid. And when 70% of your thyroid has been attacked badly, you start to show signs of hypothyroidism because there's no hormone being produced. So all we had to do was instigate hormone therapy. We started with um, thyroid tablets twice a day. Mm-hmm. We pulled some more blood from, from him in a, a, a bit later and uh, made sure the levels were right that we were giving him, that he was in the right l- lane for the correct amount of thyroid drug that we were using, mm-hmm. and it was. And then lo and behold, guess what came out? Hair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me a head full of hair. It was really good. That most people wouldn't know that song, would they? No, no it's not. Never mind. No, it's too old. Ah <clears throat> oh, man, I tell you. Uh, anyway, so it started growing back. <laughs> it's growing back really well. The dog and dog looks happier. I've got to say, he looks happier. He's a bit more active, of course, and uh, well, he's not as embarrassed that he's balding, and the yeah. other dogs are pointing at him, exactly, and calling him <laughs> egghead and stuff like that because he's balding. <laughs> All right, have you ever seen a Rhodesian Ridgeback and wondered, well, obviously it's called a Ridgeback because it's got that sort of fur line, quite distinctive fur line. Um, well, why does it have that? Is yeah. there a reason? And where does it come from? Yeah, obviously, look, Rhodesia, maybe what, South Africa, I'm guessing? I guess that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> <laughs> the the ridge is on their back, you know, right up in... Um, what's called the withers, in other words, yeah. right where the shoulders meet and, and goes back a bit. 
There's a bit of story about that. There's yeah. two things. Um, one, how they got it, and two, some of the one of the pathologies that can uh, come with that ridge, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But um, not common, but need to know about it. So the Rhodesian Ridgeback came from a dog that was way back in time in, in Africa, an, an actual hunting, very fierce hunting dog. Because they're quite big dogs, aren't they? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, the hunting dog may not have been as big. We're not too sure. But it, but it, was, a big, it was a biggish dog. Um, but it was a lean dog. It wasn't as muscular as mm. the Rhodesian Ridgeback is now. Quite a lean dog, this African oh, okay. hun- hunter. That was not really what, closer to greyhound type. Yeah, not that really. A, but they had a ridge on its back. That was the one thing. Yeah, they did have right. this ridge, and they hunted in packs, and they were well, not really well domesticated, if at all. Mm. Yeah, quite a wild dog. And so the European settlers saw this dog and thought it's a good, fierce hunting dog. They tried to make them pets, and then it didn't work out as well. And they started crossing them with some of their own dogs that they brought in. Some of the European dogs, mm. Great Danes. And Irish wolfhounds and mastiffs were all crossed in to build this dog that was, you know, robust mm. to make sure that they kept the other traits they wanted. They looked for the puppies that had the ridge. Not all puppies had the ridge. Right. Um, and and they, and also the nice short, sleek hair that the Rhodesian Ridgeback has these days. They looked for those traits, and they selected those dogs as very good hunting dogs. In fact, so good are they as hunting dogs. These dogs would also go out with hunters to hunt lions. Wow. Now, that's big, I'm telling you. Mm. But but they'd go out in the pack and try and you know, hunt down the lion, distract it and turn it and whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, why anyone wouldn't go and hunt a lion? I'm not too sure. Well, the meat's Beautiful quite creatures. tasty, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> <Cut it laughs> out. I'm he's, going back at, he's know, joking, a few folks. He's joking. years. But, but what is the actual – Is it? it's fur, isn't it, the ridge? Yes, it's just hair going the going wrong the way. the opposite direction. The opposite yeah. direction along there. And it has to have like two big whorls at the start called the crown mm-hmm. and it goes right down the back. But what can happen is you get what's called a dermoid sinus. It's like a, a hole at the top of the skin that goes all the way down to the spinal column. That's all right. this inverted hair and muck and everything, mm. and it causes severe debil- debilitation, infection, and everything in the spine. So what breeders do, that occurs occasionally. When they get a litter of puppies, um, from about four weeks on, they can palpate or feel right down the ridge, from you know, have a mm. feel all the way down to see if a dermoid sinus is forming in any of the puppies. Right. And if it is, they report to the vet, has to have surgery, and of course that pup will never be bred from because... But it can be picked up quite early. It can be be picked up early and can be surgically removed. So it's it's not the end of the world for the puppy, by no means. So a purebred Rhodesian Ridgeback will just naturally have this... Ridge, the ridge, this bit of yeah. fur that's just going to grow the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, yep. And the big, strong, muscular dogs, very friendly. I'd say pretty loyal. Oh, be, I'm unbelievably guessing. loyal because mm. they are they, they are built that way. Yeah, it's just yeah. in their DNA. Can be very well trained. If you're going to own a Rhodesian Ridgeback because they're big and strong and robust and can be rambunctious. You must do some training with them. Yeah. If you expect to just put them in the backyard and hope for the best that they'll be a great family dog like that, no, it's not going to happen for you. Forget it. You should really just buy a big stuffed toy and put it in your backyard. 
If you um, are prepared... Save, save on vet bills. Exactly. If you, um, and I'd much prefer it. If you are going to invest um, into a, a Rhodesian Ridgeback, not just money but everything else, mm. you need to invest time. In fact, with any dog, you should be investing your time with that dog. But the Rhodesian, you should be going out to training classes, doing some training. They really respond. I've seen them in obedience being very, very smart dogs. Mm. And they are really intelligent dogs. The other big thing about them, really good lounge dogs. They love ah. sleeping on the lounge. Oh, really? They really do. You wouldn't think so. You think they'd be out there all the time. But no, like any dog, they have their downtime. They just love to just be with you and uh, rest with you. They'll lay on the floor in your bedroom if you want them to, just have a nice soft bed for them. Best One of the best guard dogs you'll ever have, uh, one of the most loyal dogs you'll have, very loving dog to their owners, not so much to strangers, they'll let them know. Mm. So, yeah, Rhodesian Ridgeback, great dog. And I'm guessing probably quite expensive too, like most purebreds. Yeah, I mean, well, all dogs these days. Yeah, Stephen, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a purebred or crossbred. The COVID made prices go right through the roof with Particularly dogs. Particularly on, on purebreds, though. Yeah, 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 two, yeah anywhere between two to $5,000. Hmm. Hmm. So it's – but, but no, the crossbreds are the same price. Really? Oh, yeah. You go but, to, unless you get a rescue dog, obviously. That's Yeah, a lot cheaper. Yeah, and, uh, and nothing wrong with a good rescue dog. No, absolutely yeah, not. If it's a good rescue dog, fine. Well, all dogs are good, really. All dogs are wonderful. It's the people. Well, folks, that uh, brings us to a sad time, which is the end of this episode only of the Doggy Pod. Lots of other episodes you can catch up on. And if you've heard them all, do them again. Remember, there's an examination. 75% will be the pass mark uh, on the Doggy Pod. So listen up and take notes. I'm not quite sure when this mythical examination happens. But anyway, uh, it is good to listen to the Doggy Pod, as we all know. And it's also good to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Hey, and guess what? Next year, we're talking about maybe uh, a movie that we might be involved with. Ooh, the Doggy Pod movie. Well, not a Doggy Pod movie, but a movie about a very special dog. Ah. So I'm not going to say any more than that. Okay, uh, I won't say anything. But it's a movie that that Dr. Rob and myself are going to be heavily involved in. Look forward to... uh, More details as they come to hand. We'll see you all next time. Thank you. See you next time, folks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.